How to use five wishes to keep and retain your employees. Welcome to Coaching for Potential with Rory Rowland. Join national presenter and consultant Rory Rowland as he discusses another aspect of powerful coaching and how it transforms people to improve your organization. Welcome to Coaching for Potential with Rory Rowland. Hello, Rory. Paul, it is great to be here. Thanks for having me, my friend. I'm glad you're here to discuss another story, topic, coaching to us right. about how to reach our potential. Yeah, and ha- boy, do I need it. <laughs> <laughs> we all need it from yeah, time to time. we all, we all do, I guess. All need to be charged up, fired up, ready to go. This was a great idea for one of the managers from one of my clients. I was talking to the various coaches, and we're doing kind of one-on-one individual coaches, and we, talk, we all talk about what do we need to do as a management team in order to coach more effectively. But also, I talk to people individually and ask them, what are they doing? And I asked one person, I said, what's your best success story? She had an employee that wanted to leave. She basically, you know, was in a panic like, oh, my God, you can't leave. She just took over this brand new branch. She talked to this employee. This employee says, I'm not happy here. I want to leave. You've got to stay. So she basically said, I'm going to grant you five wishes. What are five Ooh, things okay. that you want? So we've all we've all wanted to be Aladdin in the workplace, right? Sure. So she gave her five wishes. We're really going to come back to the five wishes towards yeah. the end of the podcast. Okay. But I want to talk about some concepts first before we get to what she did with the five wishes to make that impact that employee to stay. I'm going to give a little bit of a spoiler alert here. And the reason she told me this story is she overheard this employee last week telling brand new employees, she goes, I really like working here. I really enjoy being here. I feel listened to. I feel heard. You know, I'm so glad that I stayed because I thought about leaving here nice. two years ago. So there, there's the that's the success right there. That's the that's the rainbow. That's the pot of gold at the end of the rainbow is having that employee. And so the manager was so pleased to overhear that conversation and for her to be sharing that with other brand new employees. But I want to also talk about other managers who have made incredibly successful processes in keeping and retaining employees, but also having great success. And I want to talk about Michael Abrasoff. He's a Navy commander of the USS Benfold, and it's one of the Navy's most modern warships. And his methods were not complex, but yet the results were astonishing. And after managing that ship for over 20 months, uh, he was able to reduce their expenses by about 25%. He was able to run the ship on about 75% of the allocated budget. So imagine right now, I mean, we'd almost get rid of our our deficit uh, on yeah. an annual basis of every manager in the federal government were able to operate mm-hmm. their organization at about a 75% of what budgeted what was budgeted. Uh, he also really improved the training. And in, in improving the training, it went from 52 days to just 19 days. Uh, so it usually took them 52 days to train someone. Now they could do it in 19 days. So almost half the time or better than half the time. And also, he had tremendous enlistment of the, of the enlisted men and women. They stayed with him. Uh, usually, 54% of sailors stay in the Navy after the second tour of duty. But with working with Abrasoffs, 100% of Benefold's career sailors signed up for another tour of duty. So it just goes to show how effective he was as a leader. So how can you keep and retain people in your organization? And he basically did just three simple things. He asked questions, he listened, and he acted upon them. And so, so my, that's pretty impressive. Just to jump in here, I mean, mm-hmm. you could cut cost, right? And you could improve efficiencies, mm-hmm. but then still keeping right. the same crew, right? That's an impressive uh, feat. Mm-hmm. And to keep the cr- crew 
And, you know, you don't have to go back and train people again. Right. Uh They know the ship. They know the job. They know what to do. Mm -hmm. And so how did he do that? How did he do that with such an incredible accomplishment? And basically what he asked is he he interviewed all the soldiers or all the sailors on the ship. Uh, There's roughly 300 of them. And he took about 15 minutes for each interview. So it took him literally about two and a half weeks, which isn't, you know, you know, but you're running a ship, you're doing all these other things. But he took two and a half weeks of his time. And he asked them basically three questions. What do you like about the ship? Uh, what do you like best about the ship? What do you like least about the ship? And if you could change one thing, what would it change? What would you change? Mm. And he then cl- he listened to those ideas and implemented them and helped those folks realize he was truly helping them improve the ship as they saw it. So he set a vision and, and he also created a trust with his folks that dramatically changed the performance of the organization. And that was such a great tool or process that they did. That, that's, that's amazing because an, an organization of 300, mm-hmm. that's a pretty big organization. Right. And I'm sure there's lots of employees around who are in companies not even mm-hmm. that size and never even talked to the CEO or the person in charge. Right. And, and can certainly never thought they could actually go to them and, and say, uh, hey, these are the things I like. These are the things I don't like. If I could change one thing, this is what I would change. And by listening to those folks and then changing, making those changes, they truly felt heard and engaged. Mm-hmm. And it truly made a huge impact in the organization. So his retention levels went way up. So that was kind of his three wishes he granted them is, you know, yeah. what's uh, one thing that you would change about the ship? What do you like least about the ship? And if there's something you would change, what would you do? So what do you like best? What do you like least? And what would you change? And those are three simple questions that every manager can ask so that they can truly achieve the goals they want to accomplish. I've seen too many business people who want to run their organization like the military. Right. And they think that means just orders right. come down from high. Well, mm-hmm. we need to listen to this guy. This is right. this, this is how it's done. This is a this great le- successful military is done. Right. This is a great leadership moment. Mm-hmm. I mean, I recognize this is not wartime. So he's able to ask them, what You're do right. you think? Right. But there are times, obviously, in wartime where he'd have to say, you need to do this mm-hmm. or you need to we need to take that or we need to do this. And they have to follow those orders because that's the way the military is established. But you don't have to do that all the time. Right. You know, you don't have to. It's not a 911 moment all the time. Mm-hmm. So how can we manage when we're not at high stress or high crisis mode? So I, the thing that he asked himself, which I think are great questions, is he said, did I clearly articulate the goals I was wanting to achieve with the organization? Did I give the people the time, the resources they needed to succeed? Did I give them enough training to get the job done? And 80% of the time, he said, when he really evaluated, he said, I was the part of the problem and not part of the solution. So really through my actions alone, I kept the team from achieving what they wanted to achieve. So he said, when I altered my processes, when I altered what I did, the outcomes were significantly different. And clearly he did this here. He changed that, um, that rule. And he also asked himself the question, you know, why do we do it this way? Why are we doing in the process this way? If there's not a really good and compelling reason, then why should we do that? So I think those are just you know great examples uh, for that. So he kind of did the story that you're going to get into about mm-hmm. what do you wish would happen here? Right. And so we had this employee, and she's wanting to quit. And so a brand-new branch manager comes in, and she's having one-on-ones with employees. And this employee says, you know, I'm out looking for another job. I hope to be gone within two to three weeks. And this branch manager is brand new. She's going, oh, my God, I hope you stay. And so just in a, a feat of I don't know what's going on, she said, 
uh, if I could give you five wishes, what would you wish? Mm. And she thought she'd ask for like more money or sure. time off or working from home. She had no idea. And she said they were very, very simple wishes. She wanted to be trained on this one particular process. She wanted to be shown how's this, what's the appropriate procedures for this. I mean, wow. very simple things. Yeah. And she was going, oh, thank you, Jesus. I don't have to do something too extraordinary here. And she worked on those things with her. And then, you know, then flash forward, that employee was telling brand new employees, I love working here. I'm so glad I stayed. This is a great place to work. That's amazing. Right. By just granting those five wishes. So you might be able to keep people uh, with those five, you know, with just five simple wishes Mm -hmm. that you could do. So that's the important key. So tell me, what what are some ideas um, to have stop employees from leaving? Right. This person came up with Mm -hmm. five wishes that they could do, but what are some other things you can do along the way so it doesn't even get that far? Yeah, I think these are just some great uh, 10 tips that you can manage to be managed more effectively with your employees. So, you know, do you give praise or recognition? When I speak at conferences, I always star people up. And so are you starring people up so they actually feel they're part of the process, they feel part, they feel successful, they feel engaged. And so are we recognizing and praising employees? Are we setting clear goals and objectives? And I think it's okay to ask them on a scale of one to 10, how clear are our goals and objectives? Uh, to be future-driven. And the future-driven is is a sense of, where's this employee gonna fit into the organization going forward? What role can they play? What do they wanna accomplish? What do they wanna achieve? I was talking to a CEO recently and I asked him, I said, who played the biggest role in you becoming a CEO of an organization? And he said, when I went to work in an organization and I we interviewed with the CEO the very first day as part of the onboarding process they had. The CEO asked me, what do you want to be? What do you want to do in your career? What's your ultimate? Uh, and he says, I want to be a CEO. And the CEO said, all right, we'll help you do that. And so he started training him from day one with the mindset, I'm going to help you be wow. a CEO. So that's a whole huge difference that's in that process. Impressive. Yeah, it, it's a great, great story. And then obviously give continual feedback and ask them what do they want to do to grow and how do they, how do they want to get better? And then ultimately, too, measure satisfaction. Um, what are the keys to uh, those employees? What do they think? I, I think it's okay to ask people how happy are you here on a scale of 1 to 10, uh, 1 being very unhappy, 10 being extremely mm-hmm. happy. You know, on a scale of 1 to 10, how happy are you? And now, if they're a, lot not, of, a lot of companies do a employee satisfaction survey like right, once a year. right. It's got to be more than that, right? Absolutely. You as a manager can go way beyond what that is. When you're having conversation with people, you can tell them, are they in fact, you know, engaged, not engaged? They feel part of the process. They feel, do they feel they're appreciated, wanted, validated, significant in the organization? If they don't, then we're not doing our job as managers. Mm -hmm. And so those are another key. Um, Ask about their emotions and attitudes. You know, how are we doing? Uh, Where are you at? Um, don't be too negative. And the way to avoid being too negative is just ask them the process. If you remember the last podcast we talked about was that employee who uh, ha- was a, at a call center. And that manager didn't ask, didn't say anything negative to right. that person. They just asked them, what do you think about the results? Here's the numbers. What's your perception of that? How could we fix it? What would you, do, what would you need to give up to get to this point? And so she never said anything negative to that employee. So the employee didn't, was never uh, focusing on what's negative but then focused on how can I do, how can I accomplish this? And then obviously communicate openly and asking questions, involving them, and truly, truly listening to that employee is the key. So 
that's I think the the process. And I was so glad that manager said to me that her success story was five wishes. Yeah. I, she just had that employee that was ready to leave, wanted to go out, and she goes, "I have no idea what I just why I came up with it." But she goes, "I just granted said if I could give you five wishes uh, for you to stay, what would it take for you to stay?" And just out of sheer panic, she asked that question. The employee gave her some things that were very, very fixable, very, very easy. She implemented those. She fixed those. That employee is now staying, has stayed in two years, has stayed two years. And that's so important, not have to have that turnover, that new training. You know, are the folks going to leave? Yeah, these are frontline employees. They're not going to stay forever. But if they stay a little bit, if they stay a while, then it's amazing what you can accomplish and what you can achieve. The other thing, it sounds like the wishes were within her control as well. Right. It it, it was... People would just assume it'd be more money or something. Mm-hmm. Maybe she couldn't pull off. Right. But you're almost underestimating employees when you think it's only that. Right. It's, it's, do we have to have a, an income? Yes. We've got to make basic salary to have, you know, lights on, the gas on, a house to live, things like that. But the other side of the equation is you've got to make sure that they can have some kind of a – they want to feel appreciated. They want to feel recognized. They want to feel heard. And this employee didn't feel that before. Mm-hmm. Now with this new manager, she felt heard, she felt appreciated, she felt like she mattered, and that that manager truly took those ideas and concepts and she implemented them, and that way the employee felt like, yeah, if I go to that manager, she's going to respond to me in a positive, productive way. And I just think that's a great story great of story. the five, grant them five wishes. Right. You can be Aladdin now. You can grant five wishes. Yeah. <laughs> right. Animated or live action. Either one. So if people, what did you say? Animated, or, animated li- or live action. Or animated or live action. Yeah. <laughs> they did both for Atlanta. Okay. So if people wish to talk to you, right, and contact and, you, and how we do can, they get a hold of you? And we can grant that yes. wish. If they would like to talk to us, uh, they certainly grant that wish. Uh, we have coachingmanager.university, and that's where we've got a 52-module program to teach them how to coach more effectively. It's a great tool. I've got a whole host of clients using it, and they have gotten tremendous uh, results from that program. I should actually interview the folks who have used it and talk and have a bonus section on just the success stories of folks who have used Coaching Manager University. And then they can also visit my website, RoyRoland.com. That's R-O-R-Y-R-O-W. LAND.com, and they can get a hold of me if they would like me to speak at a conference, do a keynote on coaching and how it can make an impact in your organization. And when they email that, do you have different staff members reply back? Uh, typically, I'll do it. You You'll know? do it yeah. yourself. Yeah, because it goes right into my email. All right. Okay, I, there you go, folks. I want to, you know, I want to follow up. I'm not just one of these guys running this big organization. I want to follow up, make sure it's, it's taken care of, and that they're addressed. All right, excellent. Well, thank you so much. Thank you, Paul. Thanks for listening to Coaching for Potential with Rory Rowland. Join us next time for another discussion about the power of coaching. This has been a KCTK production produced by Paul Lavoda and Rory Rowland. For more information and content, visit RoryRowland.com.